Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. No more headless torsos. Your body is looking good, but we think bodies with faces are even sexier. Eve, every photo on Motto has a face, no exceptions. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash talk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for the news, reviews, and interviews. Hi, Felicia! Castaways are finally switching tribes again, which led to a switcheroo of power from a fan favorite who probably has no way out of this mess now. It's time to talk all things Survivor 44, the birdcage, and joining me on this journey is my favorite Survivor-loving twink other than Carson. It's Twinkie Boots! How are you? Hi! Oh, I am excited about this you got a good episode you got a good episode did you it's almost like you picked this episode but you had no idea what's gonna happen honestly i had no idea what was gonna happen but i did pick this episode <laughs> i was like it's true it's true now um this is your first time on the podcast for this season how are you enjoying it so far all shook with the fact that my preseason like winner pick is already She's gone she gone. I had Claire going controversially so. Yes, because I I just did not appreciate the it was rude. They took her out and I just said this is this is dumb. This is dumb. I texted her immediately after that and she responded with you're the sweetest and I said I hope I'm seeing you on MTV's The Challenge next because you'll beast mode that shit and win it. And she was like, "Oh my god, I would love that." <laughs> So you heard Listen, it here. I can see it folks. happening. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I had my feeling about it last week, where I really think it's a bullshit rule, and I think Jeff trying to justify it is completely bullshit. Like, I'm, 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 I'm honestly over Jeff trying to justify the problems of the show and say it, it's working, and then like us, the sleuths, going back a couple of seasons and be like, "But you said the opposite before." So, like, pick one, dude. Um, but I have a very, very serious message for Jeff at the end of this podcast, but we'll get to it. And it's something I've already said, so oh. let's dive in. Are you ready? Are you ready to do it? Yes, let's do it. It's the morning after. Claire is gone, and it's time to broaden our attention as Franny is leading the remaining Soka kids on a path toward mindfulness. To be honest, I would do this every day on that beach because I already use ocean sounds to calm my nerves. So like a real ocean would maybe be able to do the trick, right? Right. I thought it was funny though, because I do follow Danny on social media and that's like kind of his thing. So mm-hmm. seeing Franny lead it was kind of funny to me because I was like, oh, 
this is literally like what Danny does in his off time from firefighting. So, interesting. Okay. Um, I do not follow him. Um, yeah, he he he's a he's a tricky one for me. But yeah, um, last week we had O Canada. This week we have mindfulness. What are we gonna get next week? Um, Carolyn's gonna give us a wrap. <laughs> honestly i would not be surprised do you remember do you remember there was a time on survivor when you if you led yoga you were creepy and were voted off yes yes i do Vetus. because it was it was it, you were you were um attempting to sway someone's religious beliefs and do all of this stuff and i was like no she's no. trying to pass the time <laughs> Yeah, we've come a long way. Um, like I, like I have uh, said before, let's let's do another um, uh, 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 returning player, like second chance season. Let's just do it. Come on, Jeff. We've had we enough over the last, like, over these last four seasons that deserve it to come back and like actually and I, get to play. There, there are people from the OG seasons that deserve to come back, and they're getting a little old. Sure. That like they're not going to be able to do it so much longer. So. Teresa, I'm talking to you. Well, <laughs> with Claire gone, Josh is feeling great as he feels like he is close with Matt and Franny as well as Danny and Heidi. He is in the middle of two different opposing alliances that trust him. When Josh said this, I was like, man, this is in danger today, ain't he? What's really funny to me is this season is full of so many delusional confessions of like people who, because of all of these fake idols and things that are in play, people thinking that they have something that they don't or people like thinking they're in a good position with what we're being shown is not a good position. It's just, we're getting so many of these delusions. Where is that drag delusion COVID vaccine? Right. We're just, just, they didn't get it over there in Fiji. They didn't get it. Well, cut to Danny telling Heidi, Matt, and Franny, yeah, Josh can go. We love reality show editing. So smart. Now, Heidi is united with the other three and wants the blinds Josh he does not see coming and I really just want to dissect this for a second why Claire then right again why Claire because I think what ended up being the nailing in Claire's coffin was them noticing that she was thinking ahead and like that always ends up being someone's downfall is if you're playing past that vote sometimes and Claire, Claire had Heidi Heidi was going to be fine with Claire yeah she didn't have that with Josh what like is Heidi that bad of a player that we're just not seeing yet because she's not going to be consequential for the remaining of the game I don't know because part of what the the editing is doing right now especially in this episode they're giving Heidi all of these like hero moments as far as like what they're showcasing and showing of her, but they're not letting her talk really. So it's like, she's yeah. getting these moments, but we've also had players in the recent seasons who don't get their moments in the beginning of the, the season. And then as soon as merge hits, that's when they start to be, become the narrator of the season. So there's still hope for her, but I don't, I don't know that, not the smartest move to a take out yeah. another woman this early but it was also just not the smartest move for Heidi to take out Claire 
she had her riders let's out venture, there. <laughs> let, let's venture over to Kika Beach, where our birdcage has a mysterious X on it. Hmm, whatever could this be? Our friends will walk and spot the cage with a six, and it's time to analyze it. Does it mean it's empty? Is it a clue? Is it still alive? Jam Jam says they gave up thinking anything there, so who put the X in there? Now, Carson does think it's one of them. See, NASA Twink is very smart. But they ponder, where would you find sticks like that? And notice, Miss Carolyn is mighty quiet. There's no animation from her. And as I've said on the podcast, this is your tell. When she's excitable, that's her poker face. Right. I So early on in the season, Carolyn really was just like, getting to me i was like you cannot be this emotional you cannot play this emotional you cannot do this blah 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 as the season has progressed and we've seen her for a few episodes i'm like oh no that's her that's like that's her playing that is her strategy Mm -hmm. is to be this over the top like person and then use this like her mind behind the fact like i never would have actually put it on her from the early, like after she got the the idols to do this little trick, I would have yeah. never put it on her that she would have done it. Proud well, the truth is, it. it was Carolyn. She needed to do something with the fight idols, so her brain said, "X marks the spot of treasure." Now go look for a similar X. She made two X's, waited for it to get dark, placed one in the cage, the other back at camp under a log. She thinks it looks fake, but it's not so unbelievable as there are so many twists. I mean, Jeffrey played yourself. The gamers are gaming the game. I feel like they kind of did that on purpose this season. Because think? with with all of the, the birdcages having an additional fake idol, they wanted to see what people were going to do to try to throw off the other players off of the scent of them having something. So the fact that all three of them have kind of done that now is kind of i think what they were what they were aiming to do Mm -hmm. now have we answered the age-old question why is the birdcage in the middle of a jungle maya angelou said that right i think she did i I wish i could do um chi chi devane's maya angelou (laughs) no bueno no bueno now everyone is paranoid again. Jam Jam doesn't seem to know if there is anything red at camp, so he thinks it has something to do with the challenge. Meanwhile, as they are sitting at the campfire, Sarah spots another X. She starts to dig at the X, and then she spots the cloth in the crevice in the log. She grabs it with her underwear, and lo and behold, Sarah has found the fake idol despite her thinking she has the real one. She is so giddy that she is the idol, and she thinks she will make it past tonight. So sad, girl. So sad. I would hate watching this episode back, knowing the shit came came out of my mouth. Can you imagine what the people who are holding fake idols this season are feeling watching it back right now? Now, Carolyn knows it's gone. Her plan worked. Now, without being results-oriented, what did you think of Carolyn's play here? I thought it was smart for her to <laughs> recreate that that paranoia about what was in the, the the cage to begin with, but then also finding a way to connect it and make sure that someone found it so that that took the heat off of them thinking that she had something. Now, 
I agree. I think it was a very smart idea. She executed it well, but here comes this trouble that they didn't come seeing, but perhaps if they do this kind of twist moving forward, if they're going to bring someone back um, from another tribe to their camp, they can corroborate the story. Right. So there's a new layer. Let's go, friends, to our first official reward challenge of the season. Uh, that loopy drone shot hurt my head. I was like, "Are we? Are we, are we on a roller coaster right now? What's why are we flipping?" Some of the camera shots in this challenge were blowing my mind, and not a, in a good way. <laughs> I was like, "Some of this looks so staged and awkward. It's not even real." Oh yeah. Now, orange and purple seeing their first look at green, where Claire is gone, and I think they all were like, "Well, she done did that to herself." In this reward challenge, one player at a time will climb a ladder, cross a cargo net to the top of a tower where they will launch sandbags at a series of targets. Each player must hit at least one target. First tribe to finish gets a large tarp. Second tribe to finish gets a small tarp. In addition, the winning tribe will get to select one player from each tribe to go on a journey. And Jeff says this is important as journeys can change the game. Ooh. And I'm sure they're all standing there being like, we know it's probably just going to be a stupid idol. Duh. (laughs) Or they're like, we're going to go get some advantage and lose our vote. Like it's always been. Sure. Now, Franny and Kane will sit out of this challenge. Now, Franny should have been scared shitless that sitting out could have sent her home. But alas, uh, that was just for last week's tribal excuse. Uh, She sat out before too, hasn't she? Didn't she and Claire sit out? one together yeah but but now that claire's not the scapegoat for that uh sitting out excuse she could be next right how would you do in this challenge do you like launching things um my aim isn't always great mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. i could get the loft to to launch things but i don't know that i would hit the target very easily even though okay. it is a That's large right. target i don't know that it's I would a hit very it because... large target um, my we've aim seen is this not kind of the greatest. We we've seen this variation of a challenge before, and those targets are tiny, like literally the size of the sandbag. This one is like um, an entire like jumbo drawn. Right, it is a wall. The challenge is on, and of course, Danny is going to roll his way onto that cargo net. I was like, "You douchebag! Come on, man! What is that doing?" Yeah, the the showboating he does in the challenges is kind of like. It's it's very off-putting, and it's probably end up gonna like propel him way into the merge because oh yeah, everyone's like oh no one's gonna sit with him at the end or want to sit with him at the end, so we'll target him later, and then he's gonna end up skating towards the end. Now our first rear up to go shoot the target. I'm not gonna lie, watching Carson lower that ass, he's gonna be such a great bottom when he's ready. <laughs> I was waiting. I knew there were so many moments. That while I was re-watching it today before this, I was like, oh, Michael's going to bring that up. Oh, mm-hmm. Michael's probably going to have that. Actually, that's not the background I thought you would have for this. I thought it was going to be um, the mana ray puzzle, but um, <laughs> but this is fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Danny will get one for green. Carson nails one for purple. Brandon will get one. It's tied one each. Then Heidi nails it right away as we'll watch Carolyn. Fail miserably. Um, Very bad. Very poor showing from this lady. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen her get very like frantic and frazzled when she doesn't get things very easily. And 
this was just another moment of that. However, I don't know if this is a tactic that she's trying. Like Mm -hmm. if she's trying to seem less threatening physically because she is very tall and she is also like, she seems like she is in good shape. So a lot of the challenges that were like, are moments that she's not really succeeding quickly. I feel like she's doing it on purpose. I don't know why. How tall is she? Do we know? I don't know. But like when she went to jump off of the platform, she's taller than Carson, isn't she? Right. And I mean, let, let's be like, I, I've, I think I've tried Carson's to do probably this. like five, um, Brandon, seven, five, eight. Well, Brandon is uh, six, two. And Matt is, Matthew is very short compared to him. So Matthew has to be five, 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 six. Carson's probably about the same height as well, which means Jam Jam's about the same height. This is a small cast. Yeah. Yeah. So this challenge is not really in favor of people who are shorter. Yeah. Like Kane and Brandon, no problem. Like they walked off the thing and just reached for it and got it. But poor Lauren, she's like, what, five, four, maybe five, three. Well, we'll get to that challenge. We're still, we're, we're still launching shit off of platforms. Right, right. Now, Josh is going to get a target. Lauren connects. Matt is good. And Carolyn's still not able to manage this challenge. Danny is back up. And again, that's the role. He's going to just keep on rolling. Uh, he'll launch one for the win. And Soka gets it. And then Carolyn will finally get one. Uh, Jamie will hit one for Ratu with a 3-2 advantage. Sarah will miss as Matthew is slingless and fires for the victory on the first shot. Sarah will keep Tika in it. It's now 4-3. Brandon gets the last shot, wins the small tarp, and Purple is just a bunch of losers. It's okay. It's okay. We've seen we've seen this storyline before where there's the tribe that basically gets decimated going into the merge where they're down and down and keep losing. And then that person or that those two will find a way to ingratiate and move them forward into the into the merge. So we'll see if that's what the same storyline is for them or not. So Stoka will get to pick three people. They will send Josh for green, Carson for purple, and Jamie for orange. What did you think of these picks? Um, I think. The one for Josh was pretty obvious because they were all like, if he's going and is potentially going to lose his vote, then that's one thing we have to like, don't have to worry about. Um, With the other two, I wasn't quite, I didn't really expect Jamie. I kind of thought they would send Lauren because she'd already been, and it would kind Mm -hmm. of keep the numbers of people who knew what the advantage or what the, the journey was really all about down. Um, and then Carson. Yeah, Carson made sense. It it was like on that tribe, he seems like somebody that is likable. And if he wasn't without, if he ended up without a vote, it wouldn't necessarily like jeopardize his game, which might be why they chose Jamie as well, because they both seem like likable people. And if they lost their vote, they might not be completely out of it. So maybe they were thinking they weren't screwing someone over. May I point something out for you? Yes. It only works for two out of three. But I would like you to note 
that in this moment for this challenge, Josh is wearing a purpley blue tank top. Carson is wearing a red tank top. Everyone else is in their normal tribe attire. Coincidence? I think not. Um, there was a moment where I was like, I noticed something about Josh, like I noticed Josh's clothes, but I didn't really like pick up on Carson's because Carson had that purple stripe, but it could be the same situation that they've all packed like clothes for each color. And we've just only really been seeing them because production's really like pushing them to be in the color of their tribe. The fact it was those two who are about to be sent on a journey to those colors. I was like, this is some weird, funky shit going on. Right. Nobody had on green. Now, Jamie is still in red, but the other two is where my mind went. Um, Obviously, um, it is what it is. But Jamie, uh, she's so excited to be chosen. But little does she know that this is probably the worst thing for her game. But let's blame her magic wand. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) She's our little Tinkerbell. I hate her so much. I really do not like her. I thought I could not play with Carolyn. I can't play with Jamie. She and I would not mesh at all. I mean, she's already got her um, her resume a build in with her being the only person to ever successfully do a shot in the dark when she didn't need to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the boat is taking our three worried travelers to an island. Jamie wants to get the entire Survivor experience, so this is a win in her book. Jamie says that she is super excited that it is with Josh and Carson as she had her eyes on them. Lady, stop lying. You are just saying shit. You did not even care about those two five minutes ago. I don't know if I believe that. I believe that maybe she had her eye on Carson because she's seen him do puzzles. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know that she was like eyeing Josh as someone she would long-term work with. Now they're going to reach the normal sign that says enter the jungle and look for the path to the lookout. Take this time to get to know each other while being mindful of what you share. Um, what would you reveal if you were on this journey? Um, I think what I would talk about is if anyone has done anything with the cage. Mm-hmm. or ask if they've had anything with the cage mm-hmm. because Absolutely. if there's this you can hint at like any weird artifacts that have been like that you've spotted around um without specifically saying a cage to see if anyone else says oh yeah we have this weird cage and then you can right. pipe in and say oh yeah we have one too do you know if it's been unlocked blah 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 but of oh, course, we don't see any is, of the conversation. This is a pinnacle to Carson's survivor experiences. He has not found an idol or a clue, so he may get something of value, but he also knows that with only four people left, if he loses a vote, he loses leverage in his tribe. Now, we're going to reach the second sign, and really, no one spilled anything as yet it gave us nothing. Is it because they said nothing, or is it because it does not matter to the moving forward plot? I think it's because it didn't matter to what they we're trying to show in this episode. Yeah. It may be something that's relevant 
in like an episode or two, but because it doesn't. Now we, we know that they will do flashbacks. So if it is something relevant, they will flash back to that conversation. We, we know that this is, this is the new survivor era. They will do that. We are allowed to do that, but the sign says this part of your journey is over separate and pick a path. And as they do, Jamie is like, see at the merge. I would not align myself with someone that eager. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Now, again, before we reveal the results of this journey, were these paths prescribed for them or did the producers perhaps have to swap some colors around based on which road they went down? Or is it possible that you could return to your own tribe? I think, I don't think that. I do think each of the paths, once they started walking down them, production swapped out the buffs. But I do think... I think they chose, or whoever, one of the paths got there first. Once that person chose their buff, they swapped out the one that was available in the others so that they weren't possibly yeah. sending two people to. I think well, whoever drew first I mean, the, had two options. Because the biggest question mark for me is like, is there production interference this season? Because obviously the first version um, of this journey, there were th- potentially three different um, advantages. Did they tell who they wanted to get which ones um, or not? So that's that's why I'm like, I would love to know the intricacies of this moment because who knows what could have happened. Right. Now they're going to reach their perch and note that um, the first thing they see is, congratulations, uh, you have immunity. All of them are very giddy and just forget to read the fine print. Come on, people, this is Survivor. you you got to read it all. The letter will continue to say that the idol has an expiration when all players are living together on one beach. This idol will lose all power and can no longer be used. Oh, and one more thing, you will not be returned to your tribe. Reach in the back and draw a new buff. So obviously it can specifically says when we're all living on the same beach, not when you are merged. So I'm Correct. assuming we're going to what we're doing the past couple seasons where there will be a pre-merge boot of some sort. Yeah. I'm thinking... Um, we're going to get like two more episodes where we're getting like, cause we we're down after this episode because of the medical evacuation and the four right, we'll boats, down we're down five, but I, I think we're getting one more episode and then getting that two tribe merge moment, or they may pull a survivor Australia since there was a medevac so that they get everybody back on the production schedule they want to be on they instead exile someone voted out to come back for that pre-merge moment like they did in 41 42 where that person has the power to change the game um which would be this next it's episode an actual so bird. that's not very long it's a bird they rise like a phoenix and turn into an actual bird in the cage <laughs> Now, Jamie is excited because she's like, oh, my God, I have two idols. Little does she know she's only got one. Carson is excited, but he knows he'll be at the bottom of a new tribe. Let's see what the shakeup shook up. We're going to start with Tika, where a boat races in. and They're so excited to see Carson, but it's not Carson. No, no, it is a black man. It's Josh. Jam Jam's heart sank seeing Josh. All the relationships he built with Carson is no more. Josh is greeted with open arms, but he knows he's walking into a lion's den where he is the lamb. He will tell them that there was a scroll that said, you are now part of a new tribe. Reach in and grab your buff. Here he is. 
Now let's get to the part. Um, let's get the party started where the next question Sarah has. The first question she's going to ask is if he's a surgeon. And Josh is going to pivot and be like, no, I'm a physical trainer. He ain't telling anyone he's a surgeon. He's a happy-go-lucky jock who likes to hang out. That didn't go over well. No, they saw right through that because his his explanation, A, took so far bad. too long, but B, was just, didn't make any sense. Like, the timelines that he was throwing out were just too broad for do you want to know what would have thrown me off do you want to know why i would be like no you're lying when he was like i'm a happy-go-lucky jock sir i bet you jam jam was like no we just swapped one homo for another <laughs> josh is part, josh is part of our tribe <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean i know that He's another person I follow on social media, but <laughs> oh, nar. <laughs> Poor little Carson. Anyway, well, Josh will share a story that after college, he went, wanted to go to med school, couldn't pass the MCAT, so he moved to Atlanta in 2020 and got into the personal training thing. And Sarah believes she had the snake puzzle that Josh wanted to take on the snake puzzle because he had to have steady hands with his job. And now she's like, how steady do your hands have to be to be a physical trainer? I mean, to be fair, you, you do sometimes have to maneuver a body a certain way. You need to, like, hold them still. So you have to have, like, sort of steady hands, right? Yeah. You're a happy-go-lucky jock, a... right? Steady as a surgeon. Yep. Um, no, I am not a happy-go-lucky jock. Now, as Josh goes for the last time I went to a gym... <laughs> Jam Jam tells Sarah that Josh is a surgeon and he is lying to them. And Sarah says that the timeline does not add up unless he graduated late, which is a thing my brother did. But also my brother is 30 years old, not 34 years old. Um, and the, again, the math is not mathing. Jam Jam loves strong people, but he hates that he's lying to him. Josh makes him nervous. So he's down to vote out the other homosexual on the tribe. We got so many queer representation on this season. Oh, my God. The last few seasons we have, and I, I'm glad that CBS casting is like shifting and being more inclusive and trying to be like and being as diverse as they are. Um, that being and yet said, we still reward. Why are we getting all the women last year? But also, why are we just getting rid of all the women always? I'm just like it doesn't make we'll any sense. There, I, I, I know. I have, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Um, the boat arrives and Carson hops off over at Orange and Lauren is utterly confused. It's time to meet the kid. Brandon is taken aback. What is he here for and how long and will he tell the truth? Carson will tell them essentially that Josh shared um, what Josh shared, but downplays it as not really being a congratulations sort of moment. Carson is nervous, but wants to paint a perception that Tika was being led by Jam Jam and downplays how strategic he is so he can be a number. He shares that he thought he would have been next as he saw Carolyn and Jam Jam as a pair. And Brandon and Lauren are going to be the ones to offer that they thought Jam Jam was running the show. And Carson's like, well, yeah, he kind of is. So, okay, Carson's getting everything he wants in this moment. Now, Matthew's heart sank that Carson is his new tribe member as he put so much legwork into getting Jamie into his alliance. So now he has to put in the same work with Carson because information is power and he is ready to load Carson with powerful information. 
this is another moment while I was watching where I was like, oh, well, I know that's going to be a comment from Michael. I was I like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I could not see Matthew and Carson on that beach together and not think this was some sort of like, um, say uncle, daddy, son porno. I'm sorry. Look at it. Just go on XTube. You can find this somewhere. It exists. Also, speaking of daddy-son um, gay relationships, have you seen the kid, the twink, that Brett LaBelle is dating? No, I haven't. Google it. He's a social media influencer who's like 25 years younger than him. There's hope for me if that is the case. I just have to get on Survivor first. Anyway, the information that Matthew was loading into the twink is that Brandon played the idol on night one and he opened the birdcage. He tells him that the idol goes back into rotation and he was there when Jamie found him. As he says this, the camera is panning into the actual immunity idol and it's like, ooh, I like this, this camera shot. I love this editing. But Carson now should believe that Jamie has two idols as he knows that he has one and has to assume that she would have gotten one as well in this moment. Matthew and Carson have a bridge of trust, and Matthew is satisfied and reassured that he has the numbers to go for in this game, which I can't wait to talk about next time on Survivor at the end of this episode. I have, um, to, I have to, like, remind myself what the preview was, even though I just watched it, like, an hour ago. Oh, we'll get there. Um, did, you, did you find Brett LaBelle yet? I did. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure that that person is not a um, star. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure that that's not. I forget his name. Is that is that who? Joey King or who is that? Who is Joey King? Now I have to look up who that is. This, is. this has taken a complete shift, but <laughs> but listeners, uh, yeah, Brett LaBelle, he got himself a twink. <laughs> um, and apparently Matthew has Carson, so there's that. Jamie, she's gonna arrive at Green, and they're like, "What?" Jamie thinks that this is a huge opportunity to start fresh, and as she, as she already came, she saw, she conquered at Ratu, and now she will do it there. She will say hi to her new family and thinks she is coming into the tribe with a lot of power. Uh, take a drink every time Jamie think, talks about her idols. You will be dead. Hmm. Jamie I will feel introduce like herself as the... You go ahead. I feel like that's actually like the thing this season, if you want to make a drinking game, is to talk about <laughs> everyone's actual like confessionals to the camera and them talking about their own personal advantages that they have I in the just... game. That are I, keeping I just them love safe. that the Chiron is really trolling her and says, one fake idol, one uh, time expiring idol. Right. Now, Jamie will introduce herself as the new Josh, and she has no idea how stupid that was to say, as they were all eager to vote out the old Josh. So she just made it easy to be the easy vote out. She did. But I mean, going into going into a situation where you are one against four who are all like been together the obvious choice is always going to be the new person coming in. Um, I know, but, but don't say you're the, the things... new ex. You don't don't say you're the new person because you have no idea what those tribe dynamics were. Right. I mean, from the outside, because he was a good competitor, people probably thought that he was good with the tribe. But 
Now, Franny's first impression is Jamie is open and kind and friendly, but the one person they didn't trust was the one swapped with her. So they're in an easy position to vote her out. The only wrench is if Jamie has an idol. Now, as Jamie goes off, the tribe ponders, can Jamie prevent them from voting her out? Matt asks, what if she has an idol and brought it from there? So intuitive. There are moments Matt is actually good at this game. Now, what does Danny want to do? Well, Danny wants to go through her bag. This is the first time where I think Danny is being dumb. Would you go through someone's bag? Are the rules of normal ethical actions applying on Survivor? I personally, I don't know what I can, like how to speak to this because as like someone who's in, I've played in fan games, and moments like these have presented themselves and I have watched people go through other people's things. Um, and I don't feel like it's a, I don't feel like it's smart because then everyone who's around who witnessed that now has that information to hold over your head to then come back and take you out. Um, at the moment in the game, there was no need to do it. Like I, I would have waited. I mean, if you were going to do something like this, why not wait until you're going to be going to tribal council where you know that you have to come up with a plan to either get this person out or find another route to stay another day because they have something. Yeah. Um, I mean, Obviously, they didn't get to watch it. They didn't know what happened with Allie Gabler and Ellie last season and how the bag gate became a gate and really ended her game. Um, so, yeah, it can backfire on you. I don't think this was smart. I, re- I, I wouldn't do it. I can't do it. Morally, I would not do it because if someone did it to me, they would be target number one, no matter what. Right. I just, I don't know. There's a lot of things that, he's doing at the beginning of this season that's actually kind of um like right on target or like kind of staying in the Mm -hmm. same vein as how Gabler played and I think that's kind of what's like pushing me away from cheering for him so much anymore yeah well he will find nothing in this this will be the first time Danny is off in his game. He is not correct, but Matt is not convinced that Jamie doesn't have an advantage, but he also knows that everyone is committed to staying Soka strong, that Jamie just has no shot of staying. All right, the boats arrive as the new tribes are ready to battle it out for immunity. Ratu is coming in strong with a sword. I mean, if I were on a boat and had a fucking sword prop, I would do the same thing. I would totally do that. Um... In this challenge, they will dive into the ocean and climb to the top of a tall tower where they will leap off while grabbing a key. They will cross the floating balance beam and race to the finish. Then the next person goes. Once all four players are at the end, two players will unlock the pieces to solve a manta ray puzzle. Winners are safe. Losers are tribal. Sitting out will be Jamie and Matthew. Plant lady and daddy plant man. Um, How would you do in this challenge? What position do you want? Um, I would have wanted to be on the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, I also probably would have wanted to go either first or second going across because A, I do think I would have done the balance beam very quickly. Um, but 
I also would have wanted the time to like kind of like reconnect myself and like balance and be ready before I have to do the the end part of the puzzle. So yeah, I would have wanted to go like first or second. I would say sit me out because I don't, I'm just not sure if I would have been so keen in getting that key. That's just the depth perception is not something I'm good at. I'm not good at depth I am, perception. I'm very bad at that. I am six one with a very long wingspan. So that would that have true. not been a struggle for me, that part. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. The challenge is on Josh, Danny, and Brandon start them off, and they all get their keys. But Danny will fall off in the balance beam, so he's back to the beginning. Josh and Brandon will get to the platform next. Sarah and Carson will both get their keys with Matt following behind. Lauren will slowly climb the ladder as she's going to adjust her buff. And I'm like, what are you doing, girl? Um, well, I will tell you what she's not doing, and that's getting the key. That was a belly flop, tens across the board. That hurt. Yeah, I I was shocked how when she came up, she was not gasping for air because I thought that looked like a very hard hit that would have knocked the wind out of me. I will always, always remember a classic scene from the early years of the challenge when Siobhan had to jump into the water and she popped her implants. I'm never going to not think of that when I see someone flop into the water. If you don't know that moment, friends, go back and watch the early seasons of the challenge. Um, Good shit. Good shit. I'm fairly certain she had to get medevac because she popped her implants and she was so scared about um, losing her implants. Um, Remember the real world? Good times. Good times. Good times. That was back before they had to in pairs and doing all the different combinations of people let's talk about the strategy uh lauren has here rather than going back she's going to go to the platform does she get to bypass the balance beam and why does brandon have to swim all the way back what are the rules yeah i felt like that was not explained prior to like i felt like the edit should have had in a bit about the rule if you did not complete you had the option to have someone from your tribe go back because that felt like a very on the fly, like, Oh, we're going to make an exception for them right now. Right. Like why not just say, I know I'm not going to be able to do the balance beam. I'm just going to jump off the thing and just swim right across. So someone else can do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like I felt like that was something that should have been left in because that just left Mm -hmm. the audience very, very confused on why there was the exception made for them. Meanwhile, Brandon's just doing the backstroke. I'm like, are you throwing this? What are you doing, Miss Sir? Um, Jam Jam will fall off the balance beam as Carolyn is still waiting to jump. On the puzzle for green, we have Heidi and Matt, as the other two tribes are still trying to get their keys. Carolyn will catch Kane at the balance beam. Purple will send Sarah and Josh to the puzzle. When Kane finally does get to the platform, Orange will send Carson and Lauren. Um, what were you referring to about the manta ray puzzle and our dear friend Carson? Um, someone mounted it. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, someone, yeah. someone rode that man array. That's, that's just what I'm gonna say. The bottom mounted something that's that doesn't compute. I don't understand it. <laughs> oh, I, I hope there are straight listeners listening and be like, "What are you talking about?" 
I hope so. I hope so. Anyway, this is all about calm nerves as it's really about who's going to get second here because Soka will steamroll and get the victory. But it will be Carson, the rocket scientist, who will help Orange get second as Josh's steady hands are not steady enough for victory. Tika is going to tribal council and I can't wait to see how this plays out. Josh says he has immunity idol, but he's nervous. This is the biggest moment of Survivor for him. Are you ready to talk about what happens at Club Tika? Well, Tika is back at camp and they hate losing. They were so close. Three puzzle pieces away. Josh is going to take a dip in the pool. And to be fair, I would call the ocean a pool too. And I would be in there all the time. I would look like a fucking prune. <laughs> I love the Well, just imagine, so just imagine in a couple of days when they hit like monsoon season and they all are just soaked. Well, if it's Jinx Monsoon season, I will be there for it. Now, Jam Jam says it's either Josh or him, so he wants to keep it Tika strong. Sarah agrees Josh is going first. Jam Jam believes it is in their best interest to make the merge with four Tikas, but he does not see Josh as a Tika, so he has to go. So I want to discuss this Tika strong four Tikas. Does that mean Jam Jam really does think he's solid with Carson and he doesn't believe Carson would flip? I think he believes that, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think he even has an inkling that Carolyn and Carson are closer. Um, They are. Like, we're just giving, like, we're getting an edit in a way that seems like the two of them are more on the same page versus person and jam jam being on the same page but um yeah i think in his own like delusional moment is under the belief that his alliance with carolyn and carson is strong enough that he doesn't have to worry let's discuss the conversation that's going to be the domino Jam Jam will tell Sarah and Carolyn that if Josh has something, he is worried that he will be the target. And Carolyn asks why he says that. And he will say, well, no offense. He's a target, not her. We haven't really seen this dynamic between the two of them as everything has seemed to be peachy keen. But allegedly, Jam Jam and Carolyn have been digging at each other this entire time. Jam Jam will use Carolyn as a decoy vote, and she is not having it. She is done with it. What were your initial thoughts when you saw this dynamic basically explode and destroy the course of the rest of the episode? This was the moment, like it took, a few, like it took the this and the like the previous episode for me to really get on the Carolyn board, like get on her mm-hmm. ship, get on her train, get on all of the things, because this was the moment where I realized, oh, this is not just like she's just not this like over the top personality. This is her strategy. She is using her quote unquote emotional factor to really propel herself to make her, to diminish her threat level because people think that she's an emotional player. She's doing this, she's doing this. She's thought about all of these things. Plus she has had an idol for what all of the tribal councils that she's been to and Mm -hmm. has like just sat there stone-faced, never played it. And I'm like, for someone who is playing emotionally, like as we've seen with Jamie, you get scared at a tribal, you immediately start pulling your advantages and you start doing this stuff. She is a stoic rock at these. 
her face may be saying other things, but internally she is literally just. Yeah. She's now on a walk face. for wood, Josh will tell Sarah and Jam Jam that he wants them to be completely honest if it is him. She says she understands why he is scared, but says that they want to play with him. He will offer Carolyn as the vote. And they're like, yes, let's do that. Sarah knows that if Josh doesn't feel comfortable, he will play his idol, which will prompt her to want to play hers. But she wants to see him go home and not play an idol. It would be magical, happy ending, but that's not what happens on Survivor unless your name is Marianne. You're the only one who gets a magical, happy ending. Hmm. <laughs> right? Facts are facts. Oh, but I love Marianne. <laughs> we love her. So Josh will chat with Carolyn, who will give up the goods. She will tell him that they are not fully a strong tribe. Josh's goal is to get back to Soak and make the merge, so he will offer an idea to Carolyn, where he will play his idol for her, as he believes they are planning to vote for her. He will say they should vote for Sarah to go. So Carolyn will ask to see the idol, and he shows her. Smart move for him, yes or no? No. Fully agree. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Yes, pulling her in, good, bad, saying, like, letting her know about the idol. Again, or they like have not seen her know 43, but um, when your fucking ally sees the idol and then turns on you, what is the stranger going to do to you? Right. Now, Carolyn is happy that Josh is willing to play his idol for her, but she is aware that if she goes with Josh, she will lose Jam Jam's trust. On the other hand, she does not believe that they do a great job making her feel like she's with them. And that is why Alliance Management and Soul Game is integral to the game of Survivor. So with that... Jam Jam will ask Carolyn if she's good. She will give no verbal answer, but she will nod her head. And again, if you've been out there with the lady, you should know the tell is she's not good. But I think Jam Jam's ego is getting in the way here. Yeah, I agree. I feel like he thinks he's in such a solid Ricard spot Mm -hmm. that he's not going anywhere. And I think what's really this was the moment that when carolyn started this like this plan i said this is a winner edit starting to form where Mm -hmm. she is bringing in someone who's brand new meeting her for the first moment who's offering up to play an idol for her rather than for themselves where she now has the option of blindsiding them and voting them out after they've played an idol on her or saving them creating an ally and moving forward with the people and numbers that he may have so it was a very smart moment for her not for josh or jam 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 knows that if any of them go they're collectively fucked but carolyn did not come here to be told a plan she has to play it out she can let josh play the idol for her and he goes home she can tell him to play the idol on himself and they vote sarah and she is gone she is battling the logical versus emotional will she stand up and do something let's see what her heart and gut say now here we got another stunning um drone shot coming into tribal before they blow it all with the stupid chess pieces i hate the chess pieces i hate them i mean I'm not convinced that one of the chess pieces isn't some kind of advantage. That I'm not if you knock it over, really there's an extra vote this, or something. Why didn't they just call it Survivor Jeff's Magical Castle? Because we're getting all this like imagery for like medieval castles. What are we doing here? Well, I was kind of wondering, like expecting, I was kind of expecting that maybe, are there 44 spots on a chess t- table? No, there's not. 
that's no, not the right number. So. No, there's there's more than that. But no, what I was thinking is maybe there's some kind of tie-in with all the like because of all the dragons, because of all of the chests and like whatever. Maybe one of the rewards coming up is something to do with Dungeons and Dragons, but because that comes out in like a week. But or they just had all these extra things at Party City that they had to they got a discount on. Well, I was also like, I've also been convinced the whole time that because of the the bird cages having dragons on top of them, that there is something either that like I thought the key would be inside of that, honestly, <laughs> with all of them Maybe. digging around in the trees and all this other stuff. I thought the keys would literally be on the cage. <laughs> See. All right, we're going to start with Jeff asking Josh if he considered that when he went on a journey that he would not be coming back. He says that he was shocked. He went from a good position to the bottom of the barrel. Sarah says it could be simply be simple, but Josh also has four BFFs on his tribe, and that could be valuable for them moving forward if they use him. Jam Jam says it's like the new kid in the classroom. Maybe he had a friend in the classroom that he was really good friends with, but maybe he doesn't want to be her friend anymore. And thus, Republicans, this is the importance of pronouns. <laughs> now, was this a slip up? Was this lost in translation as English is his second language? What happened here? But let's let's really be honest. Or was it the metaphorical her and he was yeah. referring to his gay family? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Was thank you. <laughs> but Honestly? at the same time. The edit of this was my favorite moment of the entire episode when she was like, her, her. Her head's going to dart backwards and she's like, the new kid is her. Um, And Jam Jam is now going to try to clarify this statement, but will make it even worse and even gayer. As he says, this isn't a by Felicia, to which Jeff is like, who's Felicia? Friends, welcome (laughs) to the who the fuck is Heather of Survivor. Oh my God, this moment was so good. By Felicia is a common phrase us homosexuals use to essentially say, fuck off, bye, bitch. (laughs) Right. Um, I haven't used by Felicia in a very long time. When was the last time you used it? Um, I probably haven't used it in quite some, but I I haven't, definitely haven't used it since the movie Girls Trip came out because... (laughs) They talk about it being a colloquialism amongst African-Americans. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. fine. I will not use that. But yeah. <laughs> it was, oh. It was a funny moment. Somehow Karen believes that she is Felicia as she thinks Jan Jan was talking about her. Um, she thinks he made a slip. I don't think that deep, but unfortunately, like being lost in translation is going to cause the downfall potentially for Jam Jam's game. Yeah. But what's funny is I feel like this was the moment, even though she she calculated and already knew how she was going to vote. But because of this moment, she was able to justify it more with why she would flip for when she goes back after this tribal council. Exactly. Now, Jam Jam says this is normal for them as he will say something he thinks will be cute and funny, but it hits the wall and offends her. And Sarah concurs that there are misunderstandings in the words that Jam Jam uses and how Carolyn perceives them. Carolyn disagrees. Jam Jam disagrees with her disagreement. And Josh is like, I like chaos. <laughs> this was one I of the best tribes ever. <laughs> right? 
Now, Josh is happy to not have the focus on him and their previous issues. Carolyn says that Josh has picked up on their previous issues and put their problems, so they're just going to put their problems out there. Josh will point out that this could be a charade. There are certain people he can and can't trust, but Sarah says that you all you have in this game is what people are telling you and hoping they go on in with the plan. So Carolyn has some unease here, and Jeff notices as she's literally pulling her face apart. Um... Her pitch to say, as she has been with the tribe, they know her, Josh the new guy. Jam Jam says that is valuable, but the connections that Josh has within the tribe, he wants to know and meet them. Who's left? Felicia. This will elicit a <laughs> laughter from everyone, probes included. And this is why we had Carolyn featured in the first confessional as producers knew they struggled with her. Oh. Like, I honestly first episode i was like oh she's gonna be gone very quickly but now as things have been progressing i'm like she's she could easily go all the way to the end with the way that they're editing this (laughs) absolutely um like this is when they were uh doing survivor 42 and they were showing marianne in every fucking um commercial this is literally the same thing yeah but like now Josh, she's a personality that we've not seen win. And she's playing exactly. a game that we've not like the way she's playing it so far, she's playing a game we've not seen win. So it's she's getting a hero edit, and I'm not mad about it. Josh has said what he needed to say, and he has had his conversation. Carolyn is ready to be put out of her mystery, so it is time to vote. Now Jeff returns with a vote with the urn to reveal the votes. Josh will play his idol for himself as no votes against him will count. By a vote of two to zero, Sarah is voted out, meaning Josh and Carolyn voted for Sarah. Sarah and Jam Jam voted for Josh and Jam Jam's face says it all. He wanted to literally rip that beard out of his face. Now, before we dissect this, I would like to point out once again, the first players voted out of this season are women. I truly believe the psychological nature of a three-tribe setup where women are out in the open as targets is to blame. Jeffrey Elizabeth Marie Propes, you have to stop this. (laughs) If you want 18 players, two tribes of nine. Let the alpha males go. You don't need them in every fucking season. Yeah, it's... I... And I don't feel like it would have been any different had there not been the medevac. I think it still nope, would have been. No chance. Like Bruce would still be right there amongst all of these people. Because and Carolyn Sarah had a, a relationship with um, right. Carolyn. She so, would have been uh, the last female. It would have mm-hmm. Sarah and Helen would both be gone already. Um, and she would have been the last female with there with Carson and jam jam and bruce on tika that would have been the makeup of that had he not been met about i agree i i just don't understand it i really don't understand why we keep doing the three tribe format we we it's become a cycle now um is it because it allows you to have more time with the contestants does it allow you to learn about their relationships more? Does it allow you to have more personal bonds moving forward toward the end game? I'm always gonna be a survivor purist. I came into the show at the beginning of the franchise. I was there for season one when you only had 16 players, two tribes of eight. And those were some of the most incredible characters the shows have seen. 
it works. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing here. Literally, the psychological of game, when you have only six people, there's less places to hide. And when you perceive strength, it's always going to be about gender norms. It's just how it is. Yep. And we got to change it. It's that's change. part of what that in itself is part of why there's the fan base of Survivor in general is largely male because of the fact that you get all of these male contestants that push this heteronormative male perspective that men are going to survive in the wilderness better than women are going to do. And then if you look back at the early seasons of this game, a lot of the winners were women and they were proving that they could do and hold up and it just it just baffles me that in 44 seasons as we've gone through this there's still this mentality that the most important thing is how many people or how many coconuts someone can lift versus how quickly someone can do a puzzle because most of the times that it comes down to it the puzzle is always the final straw that like signifies or solidifies a win and if you do not have anybody left on your tribe that can do that puzzle and all you have is a bunch of Neanderthals that can lift shit, you're screwed. And you've done that to yourselves. And I will always say it. I do not like the um, final four fire making. I want that gone too, because we know who it helps. It always goes back to the alpha males. Jeff loves the alpha male. Maybe, maybe Jeff just like... <sighs> We don't know what he does behind closed doors, but maybe he just likes being thrown around by an alpha male. And there's been a lot of them who could throw him around. So I will I don't die know. on this hill and it. I will die on this mountain. Heather did not lose that fire making challenge. There was something on the rope. I agree. Let's discuss this move here. Was this the best move for all parties? And how does Carolyn recover from this? Um, Carolyn throws the next challenge, gets rid of Jam Jam, and goes with Ahsoka. Or links up with Carson, and the two of them go forward with Matthew. So what is the conversation that Carolyn has to say to Carson of why this happened? Um... Or is the first thing she's going to say is, I've been lying to you, I have the idol, I will use it to protect you. I think she has to give him something. That's the move that would bring him in and would keep him locked in with her. Um, I don't know that that's the move she'll try, but I think that is the move that would propel her with him. Um, I mean, it also doesn't help her now that Carson's already revealed to um, this tribe that she and Jam Jam are the power couple there. Right. But that if they do somehow make it to the next, like if they make it to a a 13 and they've merged everybody together, even though that's literally the next episode. Um, If they merge in a time where Jam Jam, Carolyn and Carson are all still there, that little droplet that Carson threw in there that Jam Jam was running it, takes the target off of Carolyn, takes the target off of him and they are going straight at him which I think puts them both in a good position to move forward working with the, with the orange. 
It'll be interesting. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Oh, okay. What is Sarah's legacy? Going out delusional thinking she has an idol. I could not believe she didn't try to play it. I was fully expecting someone was going to try to play a fake idol this episode. And no matter which tribe went to tribal, someone was playing a fake idol. And when she didn't reach in her pocket and try, I was like, girl, who do you think he voted for? (laughs) Jam Jam. No, I'm pretty sure she was convinced he voted Carolyn, but. Who's in danger, girl? Jamie. Even though she has an idol, I do think that she's going to be delusional enough to walk out holding a fake idol and an expirational idol. I want her so badly to play the fake idol thinking it's the real one and then get voted out knowing that the real one was in her pocket. That's what I want to see. Which could actually happen. But... Mm-hmm. Um, Or I could see her attempting to leverage with someone on the tribe if they go, give them the real idol to protect them, play the fake idol on herself. Mm-hmm. Which could be funny. Um, I alluded to it earlier, but next time on Survivor, uh, we have this whole little montage about Matthew's shoulder. I predicted this last week that there's still a possibility that Matthew could be going because of his shoulder simply because of the amount of times they discussed it. We saw him being upset. We saw them show the fall again. Is it just a red herring? I think it's a red herring because I think the only reason we're bringing it back up is we're going to get this like full circle triumph moment where he's going to do something that would have required both shoulders. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, Hey, he's fixed kind of moment. I don't think, I don't think we're getting a second medevac in this season. I don't. After four but episodes, I could be wrong. the season is. Honestly, Carolyn actually, I'm I'm throwing it out there. I do think I do think the winner will be purple. So I I've said Jam Jam was <laughs> my winner pick. Um I think this episode really messes things up for a little bit. Um do I think Carson still has a chance? It's up there. Um, I don't know if the show would be so heavy handed and give us all this Carolyn content and just be like, we told you from day one that she was going to win. That's where I'm a little weary that she could win. The other person that I still see getting this incredible edit, either he's going out a hero because he has to leave or he's going out a hero because he's winning the prize is Matthew. Yeah. I agree. He is getting a very strong edit to the, I feel like he's getting a final four edit. I feel like Carolyn's getting a final four edit. I feel like Carson's getting a final four edit. And I honestly kind of feel like Danny is getting a final four edit. I think Danny, this where my mind is going, I think Matthew's going to end up challenging Danny for um, fire making and he's going to knock Danny out. Yeah, it'd be fun to take out the firefighter in it. Literally in the best. Um, but this was a very, very good episode. We had a lot of drama. We had a lot of high stakes um, and this is what the show wants. We need the, 
We need tribe switches. This is what makes the show exciting and not stale. Yeah. I, I will say because if you want to focus on a, a social game and the importance of a social game, you have to make these social changes happen. A couple of people that are still there that I'm a little shocked have lasted over the women that have already been gone. Like I oh, did Canada? not expect Kane. Yeah, I did not expect Kane to be there as, as still. Um, honestly, I really thought that Orange would have been back to tribal by now because um, we still have that holding over our heads that Lauren has that extra vote still. Mm-hmm. We have, um, did, was Sarah the one who got the steal everyone's advantages if you asked for them? Correct, it's gone. It's out of the game at the Okay. Moment. So, cause they kept, like they stopped showing what all of her advantages were yeah, whenever she... she would talk, like, you know how they do. So I mm-hmm. was like, she had it, right? And then like, never brought it up. Cause that would have been the move would have been if you're afraid and think that Josh has something, use that, take his idol, all of you vote him out if that's what you're trying to do. If you're that afraid that he has something, but then they didn't even bring it back up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume it's probably going to get flushed into the game somehow. I don't know where it's going to be. My guess, it's probably going to be like on a sit out bench somewhere because you have to keep it even. But who knows? Who, who knows what's going to happen? Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Hi. So you can find me at Twinkie Boots, T-W-I-N-K-Y-B-O-O-T-S on Instagram, Twitter, um, even though I barely, rarely ever tweet anything. Um, and then my Venmo is T-W-I-N-K-Y-B-O-O-T-S-N-Y-C, because where do I perform? N-Y-C. Um, except my next performance is for the Richmond Burlesque Festival in Richmond, Virginia, which I leave on Thursday for. So woohoo! That's exciting. How fun. I'll be performing for three different shows and um teaching uh Heels for Queens. So if you're in the Virginia Richmond, Virginia area and you feel like dancing on Saturday, April 1st, find me and come throw on your heels and dance with me amazing well it is always a pleasure to have you here i'm sure i'll have you back for should we just do should i just say you're gonna come back for the finale i mean i've done the finale for the last like since winners at war oh right was it before Winners at war did i do 39 uh i I didn't do i didn't i really only started with winners at war so probably okay so i've done the yeah i've done the finale for every season since winners at war so Let's I'll keep it, it going. I mean, I also finale. usually do some like post merge one too. So we'll see. We'll figure it out. Well, Those thank schedules. you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. 